Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce to you Suman Kanuganti. He's the founder and CEO of Personal.ai. Good evening, Suman. How are you tonight? Good, David. Thanks for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for being here. Well, kick us off with the why. Why did you start Personal.ai? I started Personal.ai to fulfill my desire to communicate with somebody. His name is Larry Bach, uh, whom I lost because of pancreatic cancer. And he was my co-founder at my previous company. So after he passed away, there was this like mantra of like, what would Larry do? And I always wish there is, you know, hey, Larry AI, not just to connect emotionally, but also to connect intellectually. So yeah, so we picked on a journey on, can we indeed create a digital version of somebody based on their digital presence and that grounds in their facts and their opinions and in their style. And we started this company three years ago. Yeah, and here we are. I'm sure you get all kinds of requests because obviously everyone has a loved one they've lost that they've cared a lot about. And if they can find a way in any way to stay connected or uh, have their spirit or have their nuances, their phrases or something about them and still be part of their daily activity, I'm sure it would be very popular. Yeah, yeah. And that idea of access, I believe, extends beyond just, you know, people living or people passing away or leaving us because, you know, we human beings, they have different restrictions such as you know time limitations access limitations you know um people do not have you know connection amongst two but if you indeed have a digital version of you people probably can benefit from you by having a conversation intellectually or emotionally to to connect with you so you know beyond the limitations of time and capacity of one one person right so help me understand how it works walk me through the product slash service it's a text messaging application. So think about all the communications that we are doing to our loved ones, to our team members, to our colleagues or communities, right? We send messages to people. Think about it. Every message is a memory on how you would, you know, respond um, to other person. So we essentially built this model that simply trains on all the text messages that you actually send to anybody or to yourself. The intention in here is if you would want your model to remember a piece of fact, or if you want your model to learn a specific opinion, you can essentially say that and it will remember it and recall them in a contextually relevant manner. Uh, but we wanted to give people an integrated mechanism on how to you know, train their AI uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's, it's essentially like a text messaging application but the beauty in here is every message that you send to anybody or to yourself, you will, you know, you will be, it will be remembered and uh, it will surface things up magically uh, when there is an incoming, you know, request or context or a question that your AI can actually answer. So help me understand the scope of what it can do. Like what, what applications or what, in what situations, what scenarios, what, um, what criteria would you use this text message application beyond the normal text message, like between friends, families, and so on and so forth? 
Does it have yeah. a, a, additional services? Does it have additional applications? Or yeah. walk me through, I guess, all the different things it can do and why you would use it in that way. Yeah, so I think you said half of it, which is like friends and uh, family, right? So if you do indeed want to, you know, create like a digital version or AI version of yourself for your friends to access or for your family to access, and we kind of talked about like, you know, Larry's use case on how, you know, we would want to have these conversations forever. Uh, but beyond that, you can also think about, you know, people who are communicating at busy lives to multiple different people and may not have enough time to type everything and to address everything, uh, such as, you know, small businesses, such as, you know, customers and clients that you may be dealing with. You probably have, you know, a whole bunch of WhatsApp groups, a whole bunch of Facebook groups, but you cannot keep up. Um, but the idea of like having your own AI in multiple different places um, is you, you are offloading 80% of what otherwise you would want to say because it's fundamentally grounded in who you are, in your facts and in your opinions, um, uh, you would simply review the replies and it sounds like you, and then you would send it. So it will save time. But at the same time, you know, you are not holding somebody else, like waiting for you to get back to you. So I think uh, right now we are seeing a lot of small businesses come through, a lot of, uh, you know, groups, enthusiastic groups that are com coming through, uh, coming together, building their own AIs, building a community AI as well based on the specific topics. Uh, so yeah, it's a kind of a very flexible platform, but at the core, it's very simple, which is, you know, you communicate to a person or to yourself to build your own model. Very interesting. Yeah. So let's run through an example. My wife texts me and says, hey, honey, can you pick up things from the grocery store? And for the AI system for me, we reply back to her without me having to do it say, no problem. What should I get? And then, because that's how I always respond when she says that. And then she gave me my list. And then how would I know that I have to stop at the grocery store? Would there be a notification? Or would there be um, like a summary of conversations I've had? How do I know as a person that didn't physically respond to my AI respond on my behalf? How do I know what I need to be doing as a result of the conversations that my AI responded for me? Yeah, so that goes back uh, into the details of, you know, what kind of mode you are in. Let us say in this particular example, you know, she sends you a text message and probably sends you a list, right? Right. Um, if you are in, you know, a mode called autopilot, then you, you would immediately say yes to anything your wife asked you to do. So you better do that. <laughs> but right. otherwise, let's say if you are in copilot mode, meaning you are, I will say, oh, great, you know, I'm, I'm on my way. Uh, it's probably like, you know, my meeting is ending at 5 p.m. or so, I, you know, I'll be home at 5.30 and then I can grab things along the way. And if that response does meaningful to you, then you can simply click send. Otherwise, you would edit. You would have, you know, 60, 70% of the response uh, and you click send. So I think it depends on the use case. You know, in a, a, in a particular use case, it could be copilot. In a particular use case, it could be autopilot. In a, in a community setting, for example, you know, an influencer or a, you know, thought leader is communicating with a bunch of different fans. Uh, they could be in autopilot where, you know, you're constantly asking questions, you're constantly having conversations and debates, but it's all, you know, coming from like one single AI um, uh, of a person. Let's uh, double click on like your example as well, right? So let's just say, you know, your daughter, your son, like, you know, some other partner say, hey, dad, um, uh, I would want uh, I would want to get you know X Y Z uh, from the so and so shop. But if your AI already knows that you are already grabbing, it will say, "Yeah, honey, uh, it's already on my list, right?" So 
so, so it's contextually relevant if, if it is no, if it knows that you know what you're up to then you don't have to repeat the same information again uh, and it will construct those responses for you so it's almost like knowing what you are up to learning you not necessarily like just uh, getting the task done as an assistant as much as um, keeping track of you know like life around you like so it, it, it extends who you are interesting so if you had to pick up a, a prescription at the at the cvs pharmacy for example and you've already told your wife your sister your brother your kids you're going to the cvs and someone texts asking about the pharmacy it would then automatically know that you're on your way or you're there to reply back to you so you don't have to yeah or you can gotcha. still review it and you can send it one example yesterday that happened which is pretty cool for me is I was sick yesterday and I have a specific type of food that I eat whenever I'm sick. Uh, so my EA, he usually, you know, talks to my AI to kind of get some inspiration. Hey, what would you like to eat for lunch today? Right. And yesterday he, he specifically said, Hey, what would you like to eat for lunch? Because I, I know you are sick. Do you have any specific preference? And for, I don't know when I did that memory or who I told that, but I have like a specific like spice dish that I normally eat whenever I'm sick. So that way I, my sickness goes away. And, and my AI responded to it. I was like, that was pretty magical to me. It's like, oh, okay. Because it was not like work related. It was personal related, but it's so on spot. Um, right. So yeah. So, so I think it's, it's, it's that like personal uh, AI that essentially kind of grounded in like, technically who you are, like how you would speak and, you know, what your perspectives are. It's very interesting. And uh, it's incredible what I can know about you, what I can learn about you and, the nuances that I'm sure it understands your daily routines pretty easily and knows what's coming, knows what's happening, can remind you about meetings. I, mean, I think it's just a great, like a virtual assistant on steroids uh, mm -hmm. because it's not just doing things for you. Like you said, it's not just task related. It's also situational and help and can kind of multiply your efforts without you having to do everything yourself. Yeah. The way, I, the way I think what it is, um, you know, it's, 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 it's like, we, we, we are not trying to automate a specific task, right? What we are trying to do is we are trying to pack how you think um, about yourself into this model. So then, you know, the task could be more or less like workflows. You know, you can, instead of um, asking you, the human, you know, people can refer to the AI. Or even if they ask you, you would have your AI to kind of uh, essentially surface at things and so that way you can uh, still still respond to things. So I think is is we are like so bogged down into the assistant world <laughs> on what tasks can be done, but if you just like pause for a second and say, oh, this model actually comprises of who I am, all my personal preferences, all my opinions, all my facts, um, and people can talk to me via this AI, and that will respond like you and behave like you. It's kind of freaky too, Suman. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it there's a whole point of personal ai right like if you think about all the all the communications that you're happening like any anywhere like you know uh, take any messaging platform or any social media platform you don't know where the messages are going to of course it is getting delivered to your family to your friends to your people but but if, if you just like you know not send the data to benefit some other ai models but actually converge all that activity of your digital activity into your model that you get to own, that you get to benefit from. I mean, I think that's a beautiful world to live in. I mean, right now, what do you own in the digital life, like in the digital asset? There's nothing. There's nothing that we own. I mean, we have our computers, but there are things in our 
you know space or living you know living space but the idea of the digital asset is is beautiful and this this model accrues in value like with you and people who are young should start creating their own model you know that will have 50 60 years of like data that kind of packed into this model and you know imagine the history will be told differently for sure 100 years from now I think it gives vacation a whole new meaning. Like if you can be on vacation, just turn your AI on and it just answers all your calls, all your messages the whole entire time and speaks and talks and acts just like you and you're on yeah. vacation and you don't have to deal with a thing. That would be pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm working like one commercial uh, on that concept you know, on vacation, on airplanes, you know, when you are just having a drink and then having conversations with somebody else. But I'm sure like, you know, your team or your people around you, they, they will benefit from it. And there are like a lot of controls that we kind of build in, which is, you know, I don't want an investor to come and talk to me in autopilot mode if my scores are less than 40% because I know it is not personal, right? So you can like set those thresholds and when it should respond versus when it should not based on how personal it is to you because that's that's part of your personal model. Right. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I think it'll change the whole relationship world. You, know, you think you're talking to your spouse and it's actually you're talking to the AI the whole time. <laughs> uh yeah people so, people are starting to ask hey i don't want to know it is coming from ai right so I think exactly there are, there are issues this there. is like a secret tool for men we should have this on a men's only podcast because <laughs> <laughs> when the wives find out they're talking to the ai the whole time and not the men they're gonna be mad <laughs> um, like honey you listen to me so well today better than normal I'm like oh uh, yeah you're welcome <laughs> It's a secret AI. It's my secret helper. Yeah, right now uh, with my AI, my my daughter is a big uh, big fan of my AI than my wife right now. <laughs> I can imagine. I can only imagine. The sky's the limit. <laughs> Simon, when did you start Personal.ai? How many years ago? I was three years ago now. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. Uh, cutting edge technology since it was three years ago. Because AI really just kind of getting big really in the last year or so where you start hearing more and more about it. So yeah, walk me through. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I was just going to say, like, believe me, like two years ago, nobody would uh, believe that personally AI was even possible. So in a way, I'm thankful to whatever is happening in the AI world because, you know, there is this uh, awareness around the AI with the large language models and, you know, chat GPT. But uh, there is something else. The AI, which is personal language models, which is focused on individual data models, uh, and uh, now we are going to the market, and that's one of the reasons why I'm talking to you. Yeah, so that's awesome. I mean, obviously, we watched it in movies for years and years. It just seemed like a a distant sci-fi movie that could never happen, but now what you see in the movies is now becoming real. So it's it's pretty interesting to see how it all has evolved. Uh, walk me through the last years, uh, three years, Simon, uh, as you've grown this personal.ai business, uh, gotten clients, uh, determined what, what all it can provide, all the different services it can handle. What mistakes do you think you've made? Uh, but most importantly, uh, and maybe you don't call them mistakes, maybe you call them challenges or hiccups or uh, you know, reboots. Uh, but what did you learn from those mistakes that you made along the way? Hmm. You know, when we started this company, it was in February of 2020, right? Uh, why is that important? Because March COVID happened. <laughs> right. So when COVID happened, me and my co-founders was like, uh, what do we do? Should we pivot or should we go in the direction that we would want to? The the 
original vision for the personal AI, we started off with a device model. Basically, you would have a device and you would, you know, record memories into it and you would be able to recall. Uh, and because COVID happened, there is a whole, you know, industry kind of changing and how do you do everything remotely and the connection is remote. Um, so we, we, we were like trying to figure out whether we need to pivot to a kind of a different uh, you know model building for businesses and corporations and you know customer calls uh, but that's not what we wanted to do we still wanted to stick with the consumer so we basically decided rather than focusing on the growth we focus on the models we focus on the product uh, so we we didn't we didn't actually grow we were like small group of people in the first one year uh, essentially trying to figure out you know the models the data the structures um and then started talking to some of the you know early adopters and customers to kind of understand what does it mean to them and and then in 2021 uh, uh second year is is when we started like actually showing people what it could do what it could achieve and and that that's our like seed financing but one of the core interesting insights <clears throat> that we had through our experiments is that you know, when you, when you think about like talking to an AI, right? You think about like AI is this like intelligent thing. It's like a separate thing. So you go in and you can essentially talk about anything that you would want. You can talk about marketing. You can talk about, you know, um, some specific like medical advice, or you can talk about anything else because everything currently in terms of AI is understood as a large language model that is essentially trained on Internet of Data. So it's 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 kind of making your search more accessible, like more you know, faster. So you don't have to, you know, go through like multiple different things and synthesis for yourself. So what, what, when we did personal AI, by, by definition, it's a, it's an individual mind. So people didn't know like, you know, who is this person? Like if, if I, if I am talking to your AI, David, I, I don't know what I could benefit unless and until I get to know you. So there was like a cold start problem. So one of the key, um, like, uh, changes uh, into our product, into our platform, into how we think about it is, it's not necessarily like a human to AI interactions that we need to develop. It's it's actually a human to human interaction that we need to develop with AIs in the loop. So it's almost like AIs are augmenting us. It's not necessarily, you know, I'm talking to David's AI for, you know, uh, um, a purpose. Uh, so, so I think that that was like a little bit of challenging kind of, you know, twist and turns and GPT-3 came along and there are like a bunch of creators I want personal AI model for, you know, creating the content only to realize that, you know, most people who wants to create the content, they still want creative content, which is, you know, targeted for large language models. Um, so the second insight over there was, hey, these personal language models should be benefiting to surface or resurface or to, to kind of like build on top of who you already are, uh, right? And so it's not about like creating like uh, new things, but, but it's kind of, uh, almost like surfacing things for you uh, to benefit you. Um, so yeah, I think there are like a couple of changes that we have done, uh, specifically in terms of how we talk to customers, like what we need to build, um, you know, the dependencies and the big tech, big tech dependencies. Some people always ask me like, why is it a native application? Well, well, because we cannot build the experience. Like, you know, the big tech companies doesn't give the data to basically simply bootstrap your model. There's, you, you got to go extra step to be able to do things like that. Um, um, so yeah, so I mean, I think business-wise, challenging-wise, I think understanding the macro situations of everything that is happening with the AI, um, understanding like uh, uh, what, you know, how you would want to position yourself, 
there are definitely a couple of interesting pivots into the company, uh, not just in terms of how we um, develop our models, but who do, who do we develop the models for and what purpose do we want to make, develop the purpose, uh, models for. And we stick to our you know, core guts, core vision, which is these are going to be individual models. It's going to be consumer focused. It's going to be data ownership and it's going to be driven with the privacy and the trust uh, that are core principles of this brand. We are not going to get, you know, sold to uh, building like huge gigantic models, you know, for a corporate. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm super glad for all the things that happened and uh, looking forward to giving pretty much everybody their own AI that they can trust and they can benefit from, they own it, all the yeah. good things that needs to go in. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, is there an application where you can eternalize celebrities or eternalize people that are important stature in your community? Maybe like your pastor, or if you want to eternalize Princess Diana or Kobe Bryant, just based on all their information, what they say, what they did, how they worked out, their business, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Is there a, a an application where you can ask Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden? Um, Hillary Clinton, you know, whatever. Are you able to, I feel like there's a way to eternalize these people. Even once they're gone, you can still ask them questions about politics, about business, about basketball, about being queen. If they have their AI developed, is that kind of the concept where these people can kind of be eternalized forever? You can always, you know, ask these people a question related to their field and their expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not just them, but everybody can now. Everybody right? can, but you have the ability to access yeah. them as well. Yeah, the, the the reason I say like everybody else is like if you if you think about like Kobe Bryant, or if you think about like Steve Jobs, right? Kobe Bryant and Steve Jobs, they have like a bunch of like public available data already available, right? right? So so when you think about like what's happening in the industry right now, you you would technically have a large language model which is you know trained on the data corpus of the entire internet. So technically, these models already understand, already has enough data to impersonate, if you will, Kobe Bryant, right? Right. But, but our focus, uh, yes, so you can use technically personal AI and there are already people who are creating their own models. Our, our, our goal is to give that capability, that, that capacity of building or having your own model, even if you are not a famous person, even if you do not have tons of interviews on the internet, right? Uh, technically, anybody can do that. Now, yes, influencers uh, uh, should Definitely use personal AI, primarily because uh, you get your, you get to own your identity. You get to own your data. One of the issues that currently AI industry is facing is, you know, because you can access the data, anybody can create a model off of it, right? And when you are stealing the identities of some other people without their permission, even dead or alive, I think it's pathetic. I think I think we cannot do that. I think it's right. Not, not, not right. Um, right. So we want to be in a position where you know, any personal AI that is built is built at the um, control, at the um, choice uh, of that person, of that identity. And that's very yeah. yeah, I was just thinking more of an application as a mentor. Like, I want to learn about business. I want to reach out to Jeff Bezos. Obviously, not going to have the time to talk to me, but I could talk to his AI and ask questions business related, okay. and he can guide me, mentor me. If I'm a, okay. a basketball player, I'm in high school and I'm looking for some of the tips to make it to the next level, I can text yep. with Kobe Bryant and learn about his regimen, his work ethic and what he was eating, his pregame meal. I think that connection with some of these people would be really cool as a yep. mentor potential more than anything else. Yeah. And I think they should, they should build, they should all build their models and then, you know, make it public. Uh -huh. Right. That'd be very cool. 
that's a whole nother level of social media when you're actually able to have a <laughs> conversation with someone that's not even alive anymore and they can help make you a better person, better business person, better athlete, yeah. uh, whatever the case may be. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who you are, uh, who, who uh, all is listening to your podcast, but if there are, you know, influencers who are listening uh, to it, yeah, they should definitely build their own personal AI models. 100%. Yeah. So, Simon, give me a success story. Uh, maybe the most successful person that's built an AI that you work with. That'd be kind of a cool success story or just your own personal success story, which you felt like, hey, I reached a certain plateau of people that built uh, dot, you know, personal dot AIs or um, just a plateau of the size of business, the number of employees, whatever you consider to be success. I mean, in my opinion, it's all based on what what is giving you the reinforcement to why you started to begin with. Like what's that fuel to your fire? And because of the success story, it keeps me going. I have some ups and downs, but man, I got this success experience and now I'm going to go for five more years or 10 more years, or I can get through today because I just had that great experience. My vision has become reality. What a great feeling. Can you share a success story that's really just kind of motivated you over the last three years to keep going? Yeah. Um... You got to match my energy, Simon. <laughs> I think no, no. I'm, I'm like thought uh, there are like so many stories I can give, right? But I'm I'm thinking about like some of the recent ones. You, you know, look. I, I think what's been happening is we've been working to create this, you know, quote unquote personal language models, right? And the beauty of it is when it actually works, right? And like even one and a half years ago, two years ago, it was it was. Uh, it's a little bit vague, like, you know, what is happening? Where is this headed to? Like, how should we be creating it? And yesterday, I mean, you said like over the last three years, like I will tell you a story that I believe, you know, motivates me quite a bit. Yesterday, somebody, uh, a customer who I onboarded, he told me, huh, um, looks like you are building something to sustain and then grow, not simply grow and then disappear within the AI space the the qualities of what personal ai may you know makes it a personal ai which is this not just about the technology getting a task done but it is like deep emotional connection of a thing that you could potentially fall in love with that represents who you are as an individual being right so this person is like now not only getting his friends and family onto personal ai but he wants to build uh, his mom's AI, and and he was like so, like blown away that, hang on, if I can simply start talking to my mom on personal AI, she will create her AI, I will create my AI, and I can text her forever. It's like yeah, so it's it's like just that, like the pause into, oh, this system is actually working in my favor, and this is what I want to do, and when you do touch this emotional connection and the step up experience that you never possibly imagine for a consumer for a real human person besides all the you know business efficiencies i think that's what motivates me um in my previous company <clears throat> we didn't talk about it but uh, i built i built a company called iram it's for people who are for blind and low vision that one took you know almost like two two and a half years or so to kind of build the technology as well but this idea of like using uh, you know, glasses and being able to independently travel anywhere in the country as a blind person and raise that confidence 
read the children's books, you know, to, as, as a mom, experience the Disneyland. It's a, it's an unknown experience that people tap into. And when that happens, that motivates me. Uh, so yeah, so for me, it's all about like this human experiences that probably are untapped, not just like, oh, okay, I saved five minutes of time in here, but just this like magical thing is like, huh, this could actually exist too. So I think that's, that's, uh, that motivates me. Yeah, and, very and cool. It's happening today. It's, it's personally, I is, it's the, the, it's the promise that is fulfilling as we speak right now. Fantastic. Well, Simon, it's been great to learn about AI and learn about what you're building and why you're building it and what inspires you has been fantastic. Uh, for the listeners, please share with us your website, how they can learn more, uh, how they can follow you on social media, whatever your social media handles are, which social media you're on. If you want to leave an email or phone number, that's up to you. But just how they can get a hold of you and learn more. The website is personal.ai. I think if you search personal AI on Google, you will see. Um, myself, if you do actually want to talk to me, or even talk to my AI, or even just get the experience of it. My uh, handle is s.personal.ai. Uh, so you can simply follow that link and then chat with me and essentially text me uh, right in the platform. But otherwise, uh, if it is social media on Twitter, it's Suman Personal AI is my handle. Suman Personal AI. No dots, correct? Correct. And you said that was on Twitter? Mm-hmm. That's on Twitter, yep. Okay, perfect. Simon, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thanks for sharing your business, what you've built. And I, I can't imagine, I'm just, the AI world has blown up so much. I can only imagine what we're going to be talking about in three years. Oh, yeah, I want to see it for, I don't wait for it's that. Unbelievable. We're going to have virtual people going to work for us. We're going to have virtual people <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff for us. Yeah, virtual people debating themselves as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows where we're heading? That's exciting. 100%. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your business and all the listeners definitely look into personal.ai and learn more. And it's heading, you know, chat GPT, it's all heading this way and you can ignore it. You can avoid it, but it's all heading. So you might as well learn about it, embrace it and learn how it can hopefully make your life a little better in some way. Cool. And you've listened. Yes, sir. Thank you, Suman. And you've listened to another episode of the Perky Color Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right. Over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top. Adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt, ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in Elephant, R as in Robert, K as in Kangaroo, Y as in Yo-Yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. 
We solve clothing related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still pop- properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at PerkyLLC.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories, bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out PerkyLLC.com for all these great fashion accessories, and innovative solutions. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. That's right. It's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out. Be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results.